Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We are in the studio today, and we are excited to have with us a good friend and brother, David Ham. Hey. And he's got some people with him. Uh, we've, we've known you to work with a, a group called Truce, yes. but this is Truce 2. Can uh, I say that? Um, maybe Truce 6, 7, True 8, six seven. Seven. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them. But uh, You do not want to miss this next hour. These people just returned from Colorado a little while ago, and some awesome ministry took place out there. This is Music with a Mission, Music with a Purpose, and this is a team who had a mission, has a mission, and a purpose. And they're going to share a little bit of that with us uh, today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Running havoc, no tears, this was his habit The burden of being in the middle had me going crazy Silently screaming, top of my lungs, somebody save me God heard and approached me as a father And he held my hand, my sisters, and even my mother We the broken base, he protect the pieces No artificial belief in the cracks with Jesus For only something real could fill the void inside He was the peace I was missing in my life my escape, my heart, he keeps the pace. Don't think that I am special, cause he offers you the same. New hopes, new dreams, though, the same scenery. He'll walk you through this light, straight into eternity. Feeling weak and all, I know that you're feeling down. You don't wanna speak at all. You don't wanna try to spring up again, cause you already tasted the fall. Why are you giving up? Wait, hold on, hold on. I can't even blame you at all. I've been there before, trust me, dog, stuck in that same place. Like, Lord, I'm the warrior, but I'm not golden in the state. Don't let fear box you in. This promises inside that ring. The royal treatment's what you'll get, cause you're the child of a king. This the truth, no cops needed for this hot pursuit. Compare him to that letter V, the way he's coming after you. And he has me in the seating like the street and avenue. The way I'm on my knees every day, crying out for you. Uh, and his arms are never closed. I'll fight for your life as well, so know that you're not just fighting alone. Ain't just a rap, it ain't just a flow. It ain't just a phrase, it ain't just a song. I'm striking the ground, I'm hitting the yo. I stand in the gap like I'm working with clothes. Oh, yeah. running from can i run with you i got a message from somebody who ain't done with you i know that life is dirty and your problems don't concern me but they do you may think i'm lying but it's true see i see me when i see you but i've seen change and a breakthrough just know he died to save you you're perfect because he made you you want to fly away and i ain't blaming you but let me say there's a better place if you change the route run to his arms and stop looking back you can leave the desert he can change the weather just look at the letters, last night was rough, a lot of tears and mourning, but I was always told that my joy comes in the morning, he's offering new life, I hope you don't abort it, see he's pouring into 
And we're back, TSC Music with the Mission. And that was a quick break. We are so glad to have in the studio with us David Ham and the team. Yeah. Truce Plus. We'll just call it Truce Plus because this is like the seventh edition, right? <laughs> Let's say Truce 2012. 2012. I like 2012, that. Yeah. Truce 2012. Let's go around and just introduce yourselves. About eight or nine of you here in the studio with us. And we just want to know who you are and maybe tell us your role in the team. Uh, my name is Joaquin Pardo, and um, I'm I'm one of the rappers on the team. Yeah, I'm D Will, <laughs> one of the rappers slash Big Bro. I'm Lewis, one of the rappers and the funniest person. On the funniest the, person on the group. That's funny. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tierra, and I was like the co-manager. I'm Keylanda, they also call me Kiki, and I was one of the rappers and the singers. I'm Asia, and I was a singer on the team. I'm Sheena, and uh, Sheena Lee, and um, I was a singer. All right. And you are? Oh, I'm David, David Ham, and uh, Truce Director, and I love this team. <laughs> And David's no stranger to Times Square Church. He's no stranger to TSC Music. Uh, and man, we're glad to have you back. We've been following uh, this event mm-hmm. and a series of events because uh, you've been pretty busy yeah. this summer. A lot going on in ministry and a lot going on in, yeah. in life in general, oh, but yes. in ministry in particular. And uh, and then to to see and hear that David Ham is directing troops again, that was just awesome. Yeah. How'd that happen? Oh wow! Well, again, I just um, I'm grateful for just the, the relationships um, that I've been able uh, to have uh, with you know my home church, um, especially with Times Square Church, and then that relationship with Nikki Cruz Outreach. That um, even though uh, for the last three or four years I haven't been active as the director of Truths, but maintained a healthy relationship with the leadership um, with Nikki Cruz Outreach, and so. It was earlier this year um, that they came to New York and we went out to lunch and um, and we've done that before, like just hang out and just spend time together. But, uh, man, it was just um, so rewarding and so refreshing to sit down with them for lunch. And then and then Alicia Dow, Nikki Cruz's oldest daughter, and she's also um, the, the director and CEO of Nikki Cruz Outreach, along with her husband, Patrick Dow, looks across at the table to Patrick and goes, OK, can we tell him? And I'm like, oh, here we go, you know. And then he's like, yeah. And they were like, okay, well, we're doing it this summer, you know. Wow. And um, uh, their enthusiasm just got me excited. And it's just, just like that, there we were. It went from, are you available? And I'm like, yes, I'm available. So doing doing what? Preparing a major truce outreach. Okay. Focusing on Colorado Springs, which awesome. was, you know, and, and that's always a joy, too, to say, yes, we're doing we're doing truce this summer. Um, we're doing an outreach. Here's the city. And when they told me Colorado Springs immediately, that was also too just exciting to hear, knowing that the partnership was going to be Nikki Cruz Outreach and the Springs Church with Pastor Gary Wilkerson. That's great. Um, and just like that, even though we hadn't you know, sat down and talked about the ministry in a while, but it seemed like time just had never passed. And there we were preparing and planning and talking through what the team would look like and um, praise God and here this amazing group was assembled and, and put together. Now tell, tell our listeners what truce is, how it was birthed and a little bit about Nikki Cruz outreach. Um, 
uh, Nicky Cruz uh, himself, the evangelist, and uh, who's now um, in his mid seventies and still just doing just amazing work across the world. But it was this was his vision for Truce that he would put together sort of an elite group of young people representing different churches throughout New York City. And they would be trained um, to be evangelists and utilizing hip hop and R&B and dance as sort of the creative tool to share the gospel on the streets. And that team would be would train and would travel with him wherever he felt the Lord would lead to go into a city. And so Truce is not just simply a music group or hip hop group. It's an outreach. It's an evangelistic ministry team that sets up in any given city. And uh, and commits to a mission from anywhere from two to five weeks, um, blitzing the city um, with the gospel um, and re- really going to just drug infested and gang infested communities um, and sharing the gospel in an unorthodox way of bringing out um, just music, hip hop, R&B testimonies of where the truce artists have have been and have Mm -hmm. gone through and being able to share the gospel and these are just short events too so it's real quick Mm -hmm. there's a method and there's a there's a practice that's done with truce it's called hit and runs which is this strategic blitz on the community going from one spot to the next within one evening two to three spots a night and so it feels almost like a tour almost (laughs) but it's more like an outreach tour i think we did in colorado springs through the course of two weeks we did 28 locations wow. of ministry. That's yeah. like a hop on, hop off yeah. bus here in New York, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if anybody is built for that type of pace, it's yeah. New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just our hustle and our grind. Yeah. And so it fits us. And, and, and Nikki Cruz was always like, I always want to recruit and develop and train truce ministers out of New York City. And right. so here we are. And so where did this team come from? Because I'm looking around this room and everybody's, you know, got those, yeah, different backgrounds, different cultures. Obviously, different experiences. Uh, Joaquin, Joaquin, right? Joaquin. Joaquin. Where, where, where are you from? Um, well, I live in Jamaica, Queens, and uh, I I go to uh, Christ Tabernacle, and um, and yeah, I just grew up in New York all my life. Really, uh-huh. uh, I grew up, you know, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in like dangerous neighborhoods and stuff like that, and uh, and yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough, tough upbringing, but uh. But yeah, now I serve in the church, and mm-hmm. and it's been it's been good since then. And and when is then? When 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 did then start for you? Um. Well, I got saved. Like when I got saved. Yeah. I got saved when I was about like sixteen, seventeen. I'm twenty now, so. I was about to say you you look eighteen. Mm, yeah, I look you young. Know, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I get that a lot. But um, yeah, since, ever since then, you know, it's 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 been a grind and all that, and um. And yeah, just I serve at Christ Tabernacle, like I said. Awesome. Yeah. Good, good. And and you serve on the worship team, or um, what, what do well, you do? Well, they have a they have a. I'm a part of the Y hip hop team out there at Christ Tabernacle. Okay. I do. I also usher and um and I help out with with some classes out there also. So, great, great, yeah. great. We'll come back to my team. D will, D yes. really will. Well. I'm from Rochester, New York. Rochester, yeah, you came Rochester. all the way down here for yeah. this. Wow, I'm, I'm I appreciate upstate, that, man. You know, where the hardest is at. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the gangster the group, uh-huh. the ex gangster for the Lord Jesus okay. Christ. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, I had a pretty crazy background. Um, 
We don't need to go on all of that. Well, but that's what off, we do here. We well, get into we, it. We can go into yeah, it. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I came off of a seven seven year backslide. A seven year backslide. Um, I rededicated in uh, 07. 07, um, just a lot of stuff. You know, I was involved in gang activity, mm-hmm. gotten shootouts. I got shot. I used to rob the police. Rob the police? Uh, yeah. You steal police cars and stuff? Like? Nah, I was robbing <laughs> the, the police impound. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Stealing motorcycles, stealing cars, wow. selling heroin, crack, weed, whatever. You steal stolen cars, or you stole like stolen steal, cars? Steal the stolen cars. <laughs> and I, I used to get the charge from the stolen the first yeah. the first time I got stolen, but I didn't steal it for them. Then I had to tell them in court, I stole it from the impound. Wow. <laughs> and then everybody's baffled. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Uh, um. Seven seven long years, seven long years of just running from the Lord. Because I got saved in, in in the year two thousand. Mm-hmm. I got saved in two thousand, and I backslid because I felt like you know I felt like God wasn't he wasn't he wasn't showing up for me like I was doing for him. I felt like I was doing all this work. I'm in I'm in school witnessing people getting saved. I'm praying for folk, and then all of a sudden for a tragedy to happen because I didn't I never knew about trials and tribulations. I thought it was just the green pastures mm-hmm. and lilies and there goes a sheep back uh-huh. <laughs> but it, it got rough and then the church wasn't there for me nobody was there and I just bugged out I just mm. bugged all the way out and um I came back crying like a baby mm. and then um but ever since then it's just it was just my goal to just never turn back and just go hard right after I rededicated I became a youth pastor off the jump like, like from the block to the pulpit wow and uh then I left that church, but now I'm um, I'm at I'm serving at the Father's house, and uh, everything's gravy, man. Okay, I love the Lord. I, I noticed when you said two, 2007, you kind of looked across the room to make sure your date or your yeah, year was right. My wife. Ooh, your wife Maybe. is here because that's we because that's when um that's when I rededicated. She she wasn't saved still. She wasn't saved, and I, and I remember we we talk about anything on here, right? We talk about yeah, anything. absolutely. My testimony, I do that for the Lord. <laughs> Oh, it came to the. I was we we used to we used to come to the church. It was, it was after our Miami trip. We had um we were selling pounds. We had pounds of weed left. You, we mean the union. Me and my wife. We was Bonnie and Clyde. Well, okay, we get down, lay down. What you trying to do? Um, but um we um we had went. Uh, my man had a um album release party. He signed the Swiss Beat, so he had an album release party in Miami. So we went down there for the album re- album release party. It was nothing like that. We came mm. back home. There was no more weed. I had lost my job. So. I, my, and right before that, my mom was calling me like, yo, David, you coming to church? And I'm like, well, I ain't coming to church. I got money. What you talking about? I need to go to church. And church way on the other side of town. So I'm good. <laughs> Man, got back home, got evicted. So I had wow. to move back in with my mom, with Amanda. So then after that, I was like, Man, we might as well go to church. We ain't got nothing to do. So we going to church. As soon as church over, I'm getting high in the parking lot. Gone, but every time we come to the church, I'm crying like a baby off the jump. As soon as the praise team singing, I'm just bawling, like like trying to hide myself. And um, what what ended up happening? This dude just tapped me like, "Yo, man, it's time. It's it's, it's over, man. It's time." So I was like, "You know what it is." And ever since then, I surrendered. I I, I told her, "Don't touch me when we in the bed." Like, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. I had rolled up. A, I had rolled up an L right after church and just broke it right in front of her. Just broke it. Like mm. I'm done. And ever since then, I've just been running the race. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful, man. Yeah. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to hear from Amanda. Uh Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.
gotcha. There are more people in the room. We're going to take a break and come right back and finish with the rest of this team. If you are as concerned as we are about the future of our city and our country, we invite you to pray and fast with us September 16th, 17th, and 18th. Join us for prayer services at Times Square Church each day during the fast. We will be praying for God to heal our land, to give us courage to stand for the testimony of Christ in our country and our nation. We are believing Him for an awakening that will turn the hearts of the people back to God. Pastor Carter Conlon will be talking about the fast on his weekly spot on 1010 Winds Radio. We are hoping many more will pray with us to see God move in New York City and in our nation. For more information, visit tscnyc.org. I'm so weak and he still persists. I know I gotta let it go. Crying out with there's a big ounce of doubt that's telling me that I should give up. I should just clock out and though I have no assurance that I am being hurt. Something in me knows where I should take this yearn. God, you say that you have not forgotten me. So right now I ask for you not to ignore this deep in the please, please. But he could take that, understand that, piece it together because the words are what I lack. Body bent over because I can't sustain what I'm feeling inside. This labor pains as I give birth to what he formed in me. Pray fully developed to come out. It's ready, my water broke. Tears are streaming down my face. And all I know is his presence is what I crave. God, I can't handle this all alone. Into your phone, my cry is the ringtone. How fruitful my mind can be when your promises I fail to see. First thing my flesh wants is to leave, but my spirit groans till your side it cleaves. Even when I try to run away to get me back to you. And we're back, and we just heard a little bit of D. Will's testimony. We're going to hear from his wife Amanda in a little while. Uh, but man, this is this is getting good already. Lewis is at the other end of the table. Lewis, Hello. what's your story? Um. I was like the typical uh, kid that I guess you could say that was born in church. My parents actually uh, got saved while my mom was pregnant with me. And then uh, since then, I've been going to church since then. But I I didn't really fully have a relationship with Christ until maybe like uh, 17, 18. I'm 21 years old now. Um, I was going to say you look 18. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's good, though. 
That's like the number today. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. the number. Everybody's gonna look eighteen. But um, but yeah, I. It wasn't until that age that I had a relationship with Christ. Prior to that, though, it was I live in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, um, so there was a lot going on there that influenced my life. Where it was a lot of uh, like sex at a young age to a lot of gang banging, drug dealing, stuff that I allowed myself to get into even though I knew better. And uh, I actually went to my parents. I had gotten kicked out of school or taken out of school and my parents had put me in a Christian private school. And even there, like, you know, it, it for some people it wasn't any better going to a Christian private school. Mm-hmm. Some of the kids there were like just as bad as I thought I was. Sure. And, um, but it wasn't until like maybe my junior year, like my junior senior year where it really struck me like, you know, that this, that this, I thought that I was tough, not like not being a Christian, but that this walk is a lot tougher than it is mm. not doing, you know, not following Christ. That's this walk is a lot tougher. So I, it, it felt like God just like, I guess slapped me mm. with reality. And, um, cause he showed that he was evident throughout my whole entire life. But it wasn't until then that like, it felt like it all rushed in and I was like, Oh man, like this is the truth. So, at that time, I, I've been going to Eastside Tabernacle, which is formerly known as Morningstar Tabernacle, Sister Churches of Brooklyn Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. Um, so many tabernacles, man. It's like a crew. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I was in their youth ministry until now, or until maybe like a year or, a year or two ago, which I'm a youth leader now at Life Ministries, uh, which is Lord's Youth for Eternity at Eastside Tabernacle. Great, great. And you are a rapper too. You want to, yeah, rapper. something right. like that. We'll come back to that. All right. <laughs> On the other end, there we've got co-manager. Is that what the title was? Yes. Co-manager Tierra. Yes. Tell us about Tierra's. Well, I grew up in Queens, New York, and then I just recently moved to New Jersey about five years ago. What part of New Jersey? Teaneck. Okay. Yeah, I'm the youngest one of the group. I'm 16. No. Yeah. I was going to say 18. <laughs> no. I used to go to Brooklyn Tab, but now I'm going to my dad's church out in Elizabeth, New Jersey, Trinity Christian Center. And yeah, I'm so, just, you're, so you're a PK? Yes, I'm a PK. Wow. And 16, and yes. you were in Colorado with this team? Yes. Because right, we're going to talk about how you all got together and went to Colorado, how that happened, because that doesn't happen every day. Um, <laughs> so how did you become co-manager, and what does that involve? Well, Dave and my dad are close. Well, they're friends. And so I guess just the opportunity opened up for me to come, and I just helped out in any way I could. Great, great. Did you manage this team well? I believe so. How does it feel to manage? <laughs> How does it feel to manage people when they're all older than you? Um, Get, they give me any hard time, you know? Yes. Oh, they did. No, no, they didn't give me a hard time. <laughs> no, they didn't give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tierra, it's good to have you. Thank We're you. We're going to hear a little bit more from you. Here's a familiar face. Yes. One of TSC's own, I think. Yes, yeah, at least when she was a toddler. Well, you're not much of a toddler. You're about 18 now, right? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> 22. <laughs> <laughs> Keylanda is here. Yes. Used to be in our YPC choir. Yep. Yeah. Sure Tell was. us how you got on this team. Well, um, I know Dave um, for many years now, and then he just approached me one day because I'm also part of a play that he's doing now called Innocent Rage. And um, after one of the rehearsals, I think it was, he was like, um, how we're going to have this trip, truce team, and we're going to go out to Colorado. Like, are you interested in coming? 
and I was like, and it's funny because at the time I didn't even get to tell him that I was reading Crossing the Switchblade, so I thought it was mm-hmm. dope. So I was like, oh yeah, I, I you would thought it was to- who? Dope. Okay. <laughs> like cool. <laughs> I I know what it means. I just want, I want you to say it again so that. Uh... <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> But yeah, so he approached me and then like um took time to pray through it as well. And then he asked me again. And I was like, yeah, I would love to go out. And yeah, so that's how I got here. Keelana, good to see you. I remember when you were, you and your sister were. Yeah. There's yeah, four of so. us. I've been coming to Times Square Church since I was five. Yeah. Wonderful. Right next to you, Asia, who serves in our children's ministry, who's yes. been here for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up... Um, around truth since I was what nine <laughs> uh, so yeah I just grew up knowing about truth and then once I was old enough Dave brought me along since Dave is my brother-in-law and um, it was a wrap from there it really kept me grounded and just like I mean when you're traveling with a music group that's ministering you really don't have desires I mean you see that it's cool being Christian living this life and it was like it was awesome having the experiences, going to London, doing this and that. So, I mean, I never wanted to do anything else ever since I started traveling. Mm-hmm. At I actually was 16, going to London. Ever since then, I just always wanted to do this. Wow. So, it was cool being able to start it up again. Cool. Really cool. So, so you were 16 when you went to London, and you went to London with Truce back then. Yeah, That was a different Truce. It wasn't this Truce. No. That was Truce 2000-something. Six. 2006. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sheena here. <laughs> and Sheena Lee is on the end here. Sheena. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. We know Sheena. We're a great singer, writer. Uh, Sheena's on. Now, you were a part of True since I've known True, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? One of the originals. Is that right? I guess the beginning, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would say like 2002, was it? Or 2001, where it started practice, and then 2002, um, we went on the first mission trip to uh, Oslo, Norway, mm-hmm. for like five or six weeks. Wow. Now, was the hit and run thing in place in effect then? Yes, So it hit was. and run is like, it works. that is the method. Yes. I don't know about any other um, ministry out there that does the same mm-hmm. method. Maybe something similar, but yeah. the same. But um, yeah, it's been a long journey. Yeah. Um, I just, for me, um, this trip was more of, uh, not only just like a resurrection of something, but more like where it was just, I, I guess I was amazed. I missed it. And, um, I'm just, I was grateful to God that, you know, it was, uh, put back together. And when I was asked, um, I, I thought about it and I had to really like just really pray about it and see where my heart was because I had been um, venturing off as a solo Christian artist mm-hmm. for the past three years. And um, I just figured I was like, you know what, God, like this is the roots. This is where I started. This is where it was birthed in, in my heart, and in my mind that I knew that God had a calling on my life. Mm-hmm. And it's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So um, I couldn't turn it down, and I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah. Asia, you share the same sentiment, because you said something like that about this being what I'm called to do. Yeah, definitely. Every time I'm out on the streets or just ministering, I just know, 
even being on trips with this church, just mm-hmm. this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is what it's about, ministering. Anybody else here feel like this is what they're called to do for the rest of their lives? Do the rest of you all feel that way? Yeah? That, that's that's pretty... What about you, Tiara? Feel, you feel called to co-manage for the rest of your life? <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was something I could like see myself doing or something like that. How did this trip challenge you spiritually? Because you were contacted apparently by Dave who apparently knows you from some aspect of ministry or another uh, has worked with you perhaps in the past or maybe you were recommended to him and we'll talk about that in a minute Um, but you find yourself getting a a plane ticket you probably saw an itinerary (laughs) you're going to Colorado and you're going to hit the streets there's fire I think the fires were brewing either around that time am I right uh, so you were really in some hot territory, literally, no pun intended, but you were uh, in some hot territory. And so you find yourself leaving New York City, which is totally a different landscape than Colorado and Colorado Springs, to be exact, uh, totally different landscape. What was your expectation? I mean, you're going, you know what's in your heart. You, you're going to share the gospel. You're going to do your hit and runs. And hit and runs might sound, you know, to the average listener, easy because you can hit. And you can run, <laughs> you know, you're going to do your thing, you pack up and you move to another spot, you know, where in some cases you got to stay for a little while. You got to, you know, you stay on the, stay on the, on the terrain for a moment, you know, tell me what, what was the biggest challenge for you? I think, um, for me, um, I know that, uh, before I went, I didn't want to go with any expectations because I know that God was going to move. And at the end of the day, we were going to have the victory, but there would mm-hmm. be some adversity that mm-hmm. came, but all I know is that the word that just kept sticking out to me was amaze, amazement. Mm. Like, I just know that every day, even from the first day, I know that the first hit and run that we did afterwards, it was just um, it it was just an awesome experience to just be in that element again. But I think afterwards, God just met me in that moment. And I just broke down and started crying because I I was amazed mm. like there was no other word to basically express that feeling. So it was just more of a go to day to day, be selfless, mm-hmm. decrease so that God can increase. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us were, well, I know most of us, all of us actually were on the same page. Every day we started, um, we wrote in our journals. Then right afterwards we met for um, devotion with Dave and um, we had practice and we just went on the day. Mm. But yeah, God moved. Well, you were going to say something. Well, I went expecting the worst. I always expect the worst. Really? Yeah, because I, I don't. I don't like to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I always expect. I expect the bad to happen. I. I remember. I kept saying, I'm "Like yo, I'm about to die, y'all." I was like, "Yo, I'm about to die out here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna die." Worshiping and serving the Lord. <laughs> my first day out there, like if I had my journal on me right now, you would look at the journal and then say, "Lord, I think I'm gonna die. I think you brought what, me." What out gave you that feeling? Was it the response? The first, from the I people? couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> that was the first clue right there. The first clue was I just couldn't breathe at all. I looked at Dave every five minutes like, ha, you know, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> about to die every second. And then, because um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, my, my personality, like, I always notice, like, if I watch something after I minister, I'm very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very aggressive. And, I always picture myself dying in the field. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Like, cause I'm aggressive. And, and like, if we in a hood situation, 
like like the penitentiary when we was at the um detention center, not even with the little kids with the with the big dudes, and I just felt such a like a war, I got a warrior spirit. So uh-huh. when I minister, it's like I'm in your face and and I'm ready I'm ready for your reaction. Uh-huh. So I'm always ready. I don't know why I'll just be ready to die <laughs> like, all the time, like all the time. But I think that's a good thing too. So I stay prayed up, you know, repented out and ready to die. Yeah. <laughs> So it's instant glory if, it, instant. if something happens. Bow. Here I am, Lord. I've been waiting for this day. Oh, Should have took me out there. Oh, man. So. But it was awesome, man. It was awesome. We bonded like, 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 not, I, I couldn't even explain it. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it felt like we all grew up together. Um, even from the first day, the first day, the um at at nighttime we we get together every night and go over our, go over our journals you know some people fall asleep during worship Lewis <laughs> but um it, it was just always awesome and it just always take us to the next level and have us ready for the next day and then by the first yo Dave Pastor David Ham right here yo have us like his devotion. Was just so crazy. Like I never heard nothing like like I never heard devotions like that. To where you see the story and then you feel like you're in the story mm. and then you're part of the story. So then your emotions and your spirit is affected by the story. Like every time we leave, like almost every time, I think it was like two times we didn't leave devotion, just bawling, crying. Like mm. Lewis was saying earlier, I, I'm the biggest crybaby out of the group. Mm. That's yeah, hard to and believe. I'll be ready to to murder stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got spirit of Peter, and I'm <laughs> and I'm in there like the one time I'm in there, my tablet on the floor, and I'm crying, and my tablet got this huge puddle all over it. Wow. It's just crazy, man. But you had your only expectation was to die, though it wasn't. Yeah, my expectation was to die. Sheena had no expectations other than to see God's <laughs> amazement. Yeah. Anybody else? What was? What I did think, you expect? I mean, you left New York City. You're going to do a bunch of hit and runs. You're going to be on the street. You're going to share the gospel. What? What? What did you expect, Lewis? Yeah. I um. This was this was I think my second or third missions trip style thing. Mm-hmm. So this was the first that it was really geared on us to do the work. The other ones, I was younger. We went with like the men's ministry to mm-hmm. like another country, and we did a bunch of stuff there. But this was us really um, pouring out every every day, and they've really instilled in us that make sure that you know God replenishes you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That in your own time, you're asking God to refill you because we're out there every night, three three two to three times a night. One time we did like four spots, but that's us pouring out a hundred percent each spot. Sure. You know what I mean? And if it wasn't that God just kept replenishing us after every spot, that after every spot we were like, this is amazing. We can't go to the next spot. We would have been, we would have crashed the first, that and the, like the seven, seven or eight, five hour energy drinks that we <laughs> drank. We could have stayed up for like four days, but <laughs> But it was got to be something unscriptural yeah, about that. Exactly. I think, right? But we could have stayed up for four days and not have and not have the same effect that we had. God continuously just kept refilling us every day, and it just felt like that was one thing that I that I knew that I had to look forward to. Because mm. if not, I was going to be done by like the first couple of yeah, days. Yeah. But that's what I expected was to continuously be on my knees and and in and, and prayer, like God refill us. Because if not, we're going to be. We're going to shut down right, in a right. week's time. So you're not doing this in your own strength. You knew that yeah. you needed the power of the Lord to to make it through this. Dave, you, you put this team together. Where, where did you – is this the first time you guys worked together as a team? Yeah. So where did you get – what made you pull this group together? Uh, a lot of prayer. Um, 
thought, a lot of great counsel from my wife, Tara. Um, she has a really just sharp sense of, of just building a team and what's going to work and, and what's not. And, um, and just, but just going and just making my approach to each of them and uh, just really getting a, just an incredible sense of their, their desire to be used by the Lord. Um, uh, for me to, uh, you know how some, when you're building a team, you're looking for certain characteristics and uh, one of the, the the things that I found in all of them that was so clear to me was humility, mm. humility to serve and a hunger to serve. Um, and and uh, so this group was, you know, very talented, very gifted. Um, and for some of them, you know, I've just I've known for a while, but it just it, I don't know. I mean, I could talk all day about each and every one of them individually, just in terms of their, their gifts and their strengths. And, and what I just really have a sense of knowing that this is just just an early step to a great climb that they're going to have mm-hmm. um, in what God's called them to do in, in ministry. But, um, you know, Sheena's been with me for a very long time since she was 14 and I've just watched her grow. And I was really grateful that she would take this trip mm-hmm. uh, with us as a team, as a veteran and come and she, she soared. Um, and, and we saw just a veteran on the streets and it was just really awesome. My, my sister-in-law, Asia, who again came part of truth, you know, at nine years old, she was like the biggest fan. And um, it was only right that in this next step in this 2012 truce team that she'd be on the team. And she's a veteran now, you know, mm-hmm. Kiki who has been dying to, to rap as much as possible. Well, I was like, okay, you gonna rap. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think she was the one that came to me first that said, Oh, my voice, my throat's starting to hurt. And, um, but she has a wonderful gift and God uh, has given her this, this tool and this ability to rap. And uh, all of us as a group, we're all, we're wowed by, by what she's capable of doing. And it's just the beginning of what God has for Tierra, who, who co-managed with me, um, and a good friend of mine, her father, pastor Tyrone McDonald, who used to be the youth pastor at Brooklyn Tabernacle. But that was just some, that was God just putting that together too, to give Tierra this opportunity. And she just has this wonderful sense of just, seeing what the group should look like and and I would come to her and uh, even at times I asked her give me the song selection for what we'll do on the streets today I'm um, mm-hmm. just her being the youngest knows what what the trend is what it should sound like and what it should look like on the streets especially in that genre of hip-hop and R&B and we utilize that and I'm very grateful for her uh, Lewis um, more than just the guy who made us laugh every day, moment by moment. But even just in the laughter, there's just a natural born leader that he is. Uh, the ability to lead, the the ability to sway um, the emotion and the feeling of as a unit and as a group. I think there'd be moments where we'd all be just really, really tired and done for the night. Mm. But just leave it to Lewis to just say one thing. And next, you know, we all got a smile on our face. When, when we were just all completely out of it. D. Will, who, again, you've heard some of his testimony, but a man um, who is just doing some amazing things in the city of Rochester. And um, I think he's just in this pivotal place right now, him and his family and what God's doing with him in the city of Rochester. It was actually my dad was like, you need to bring that brother on this trip. And I was like, wow. oh, yeah, all right. You know, D. Will's been working with my dad back in Rochester. But um, I, I just had the privilege of watching uh, a very talented, gifted minister broken day after day um, and encouraged by his humility to grow and to, to learn and, and to be filled up and take that back home to the ministry that he is in Rochester. And then Joaquin, um, Joaquin and Lewis, I've known for a while when they were a lot younger. I mean, I don't know when that was Joaquin, but 
First time I met Joaquin, I always like to say this. <laughs> this the first time I met Joaquin, I mean, he didn't say much, but in his face, he was just filled with his testimony too is just really powerful. But he was filled with so much anger, and he actually auditioned for me. Uh, he was recommended by a school principal, and I went to the school he was at. And he, I mean, he literally walked up to me with like fists clenched. And like just a real like grin, like a like a growl in his face almost. And um, I was like, wow, this kid's like really angry at life right here, you know. And um, but um, the the um, it was the Lord that um, just that put Joaquin on my heart through the years, and um, it was such a privilege to watch him grow in his faith and watch Jesus do a transformation on mm. his heart. Um, and in that transformation and through the course of where God's brought him, the testimony of his life uh, rang clear on the streets of Colorado Springs as he would share where God brought him out of a heart of bitterness into now restored in the peace and the love of Jesus Christ. And um, so, again, I could go on and on, but a wonderful group. Um, and I got to give a shout out to our DJ, a young man named Ray. Um, Ray. He couldn't be with us for this uh, mm-hmm. for this show. Um, but. This young man, he's actually a, a, an audio engineer at Brooklyn Tabernacle mm-hmm. um, and uh, raised at 20, 21. But this young man worked 24 hours, seven days, two weeks without stopping. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating, but he was just constantly, even in his time off, thinking through how to make sound better, how to make this thing move correctly. And he gave 120% mm. every single day. And uh, we love him dearly as a part of our, our team. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about the anatomy of a hit and run. And maybe we'll get a little sample of a hit and run. And we're going to hear from Amanda before we leave here today. Um, We'll be right back. TSE Music with a mission. Greetings. Salutations. Saludos. And young Haseo, TSC Music Podcasters. Did you know a Child Cry, a ministry of Times Square Church, is dishing out over 23,000 meals every week? With your prayers and support, we'll continue reaching out to feed the kids that we can so that they might be given the opportunity to lead an active and healthy lifestyle. I personally believe that now, more than ever, there's an awareness amongst this generation that there are people experiencing tremendous hardship and difficulties. And in response... Folks from all walks of life are getting together in massive numbers and advocating for solutions. At Child Cry, it is our objective to be a transparent, ethical charity by developing long-lasting relationships with all of our local feeding program administrators. I'd encourage you to hit us up online at childcrynyc.org to check out the work and see what you can do to help. We've got some exciting new updates launching this fall and hope that you'll join us. Child Cry, we feed hungry kids. It's one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. 
Now, fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter, and dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. And God's word was, don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you, because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear not. When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes from God. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. Running away, but he's bringing you back. Yeah. Tasted the world, but the pleasure don't last. Yes. Isn't it sad? Isn't it bad? Pulled your wine, let's bring that one back. back. Heard Ooh. you ask, is he over me? Uh-huh. Now, well, maybe it's just too soon. Yeah. Not hold me, cause head over heels is the only way that he's over you. Step to the plate, cause he's dying to use uh-huh. ya. He'll never abuse yeah. ya. It's time that we suit up. Fresh, yes. pressure makes diamonds. I'm down with the jeweler. <sighs> What you waiting for the right day? day. Sound like you're running from a life change. change. The cross weighs and the cash pays, uh. and you can't take it on uh. like a lightweight. Oh, so that's how you give it up. Uh. Leave in with a taste from a bitter cup. Now you giving up. Wanna run and leave these words I spent in coming from me. This is more than what? what? This is more than what your eyes can see. see. Running this race, got your legs tired. Get it? You just can't take defeat. <laughs> Ball game, check please. I don't fit in with crews like V-neckties. He died on the cross to protect me. I love that he's running to get me. So I'm giving up the chase now. He's swiftly moving with me. He gets me, and now I'm suited for this calling. The spirit fits me. Can't stop him. Keeps calling me. Keeps calling me. Yeah. His love is untamable. Grace is unshakable. You wanna talk about testimonies? Huh? Well, I can name a few. Guns are unaimed a few. Fights are unbanged a few Christ um, well when they get to him I was a stranger dude it didn't stop him from knocking on my heart that was striving for anything but him he was patient and put that time in so when you hear me rhyming it's for his purpose cause he kept on searching so be certain that you 
you can't fake them or desert them. It is so unheard of. Knock, knock at the door. I'm a heart the relentless sound of his love won't part with a gentleman. Won't open up till I let him in. Though I keep cleaning, I can't cover my sin. Those I built up tumbling down because I had to seek the lost one supposed to be found. That's me. He gave up everything so to get to me. He will do anything. Ah, never knew a love like this. Ah, can't fight it with clenched fists. Ah, strive every heart to run away. But I can't escape his mercy, his grace. I surrender my white flag is thrown to the king up above us who I belong in. No blocker, hijacker, cause still what he's giving me. No deal. This is Truce, live here at TSC Music. Keeps calling me, calling me. Nice. (laughs) Keylanda, what's happening? So, so I got to ask you, now let me ask you the tough question, because this is not Sunday morning. Amen? Church? (laughs) <laughs> that, that's what I want to get to because you you know just as well as I do that many church circles won't welcome this on a Sunday morning. Uh, it's not that they don't welcome it at all. It's just that they don't feel that it's 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 the Sunday morning worship method. How how do you how do you Lewis and I'll start with you. How how do you find the difference? I mean you you were on the streets of Colorado and that's a whole other like I said it's another landscape. So you weren't even sure that it was going to be accepted on the streets of Colorado. But in the local church, streets of Colorado, you know, we talked about expectation. What's been your experience in the reception of this Um, this genre? Well, Dave, he kind of gave us a good, um, I guess, idea of, I guess, the hip-hop scene in Colorado alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're more of, they're growing now and better understanding now of the hip hop scene, um, so if, if and weirdly enough, people were moving to Colorado Springs from other states. Um, so when we would go there, we would get a good response. But some of the people weren't even from Colorado, like born and raised in Colorado. They'd mm-hmm. be from Chicago or they'd be from uh, from California. So the response in the street actually turned out better than we, I guess, did expect because we didn't expect them to be as hip hop friendly mm-hmm. as they were. Um, and then in the church, in the church, surprisingly, I, I mean, well, not surprisingly, that's the wrong word, um, because I feel like, you know, if the spirit's in your music, no matter what kind of music it is, it's going to get the people moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's worship music or whether it's hip hop music, if, if God's in your music and the spirit and it's spirit led, then the people are going to feel it no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. It could be hip hop. It could be rock. It could be anything. Um, and then that was the, and that was the response we got at the church. It didn't matter that it was hip hop. They saw that this was our way of worshiping as well as, uh, they, uh, they do rock music and they do contemporary, um, music. Hip hop is our source of worship mm-hmm. and, and God sees it as worship just as we do. And they saw that in us as well. So their, their response to it, their response to it actually blew us away. Because we didn't expect them to respond the way they responded, uh-huh. they acted like they were doing this since Springs Church started. Right. So it was, <laughs> it was, it, it made us more comfortable in our element. Yeah, yeah. Now, Keelana, you always wanted to rap, and you, you, you got chops, by the way. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm impressed. But I mean, did you did you have the same experience? I mean, were you surprised that the Springs Church and the people there uh, received you, and even on the street in Colorado, that they received you the way they did? Yeah, it blew me away, especially the Springs Church to just kind of, they took us under their wing kind of and gave us so much room to just be free. And I could tell you that even we were on stage, like there was such the presence of God, you could even feel him there that we couldn't stay off of our feet. Like we were leaping and jumping mm-hmm. as if we were worshiping with any style of music. And I feel that hip hop sometimes is one of those things that people do look at like and turn their nose or like turn away from. Mm-hmm. But I feel that it's something that God is redeeming. Because the Bible clearly mm. says that what the enemy means for evil, God can turn around yeah. for good. So I feel that sometimes with hip-hop, people are like, no, no, we can't use that. But then that gives it power in the hands of the enemy. Like, oh, God can't touch that because the enemy is taking it there. But it's like God can touch anything and turn it around. And we experience that out there, like to just have this freedom in worship and like just to feel him so strong. We would be cry- we were weeping on stage like as we were performing. And it was like, that's our worship. God mm. God is redeeming it. He's doing it. He's going to continue like to just take back everything that's his because it's a gift gift that he's given us and even one time God spoke to me and was like what makes you think I have a gift that you what makes you think you have a gift that I don't have mm. you know so what makes us think that he, he's not a fan of hip hop you know yeah. so it's just I, I often say on the program that you know I think we're going to be surprised when we get to heaven that the angels are going to be doing something totally different you know, <laughs> and a, you know it's probably going to be country western or something you know it'll be <laughs> But it's probably not going to be what we do, you know. And and again, I'll I'll say it again, and I say it. I feel like a broken record, but you know, we've got no videotapes, no audio recordings of what worship sounded like in heaven. No music, you know. And so uh, it behooves us to be open to uh, the different styles. And I think they all have their place, you know. However, if this same group had gone to that same street corner and saying, like Harry suggested earlier, "Precious Lord, take my hand," you would not have been as effective, right? You wouldn't have. You would not. You would not have reached the same amount of people. Uh, in fact, they probably would have laughed at you. Yeah. So it's got its place. You know, the choir has its place. The worship team has its place. The band has its place. The hip hop team has its place. And uh, but I think it's a wonderful experience, especially for you guys to go to Colorado and to be able to do Sunday morning, and what's probably followed by contemporary rock, right? Yeah. Or before it. <laughs> what, what, what? And an eclectic mix of, of worship. And heaven was probably exploding. Probably a party up there, you know, the you know, North Side, you know, it's probably <laughs> Yeah, I I just want to say something too, it was really funny. Um that Sunday, um, you know, after they finished after the group finished doing two songs on the Sunday morning. Um, they went backstage and when they went backstage, it was just overwhelming to see all of them just individually find a place backstage and just kind of weep and cry mm-hmm. before the Lord. Um, and a really good brother and friend of ours who um, he's a guitar player and videographer. His name is Paul Jones. Um, but he comes around backstage expecting that he was going to join in on the hype and the <laughs> slapping fives and yeah, like, you know, it's just kind of just cut loose because it was kind of like our last uh-huh. uh, presentation um, for the two weeks. And instead he found all of the truce members just on the floor mm. in different places throughout backstage weeping and crying out for the Lord. And it really was a demonstration that that they're not doing this hip hop music for the hype but as an expression of worship unto the Lord. Mm. Um, and they were completely broken and honored by the opportunity to present their gift before the Lord in, in a form of worship yeah. service on Sunday. Yeah, I think our song 
our worship, our song in worship or our worship in song is our response to what God is doing. You would not be singing uh, had had God not done something in your life. Think about it. Because there's nothing in us that naturally or innately wants to worship. You don't just get up in the morning and innately want to do that. That's why we need a transformation. That's why we need a uh, a, a baptism, if you will, of the Holy Spirit that then takes us from that old nature, that moves us to a place, and then now we appreciate what God has done. So your song is really just a response. It's a it's a, 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 a an act of appreciation. It's a response to what God has already done, already done. So we don't praise Him to move His hand. We praise Him because His hands moved. <laughs> you know. And I can't sing, so I just resort to the rapping. But if I could sing, <laughs> but I'd you be rap on pitch, stuff. that was pretty. Yeah, um... you see, I rap um, on a C note. <laughs> if that makes any sense, that'll make no sense. I'm sorry. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, I got to go to Amanda. She's sitting over there in the corner. Amanda is the wife of D. Will, and D. Will was the most vocal. And so uh, <laughs> he shared his testimony. I, and I know every one of you have a story. I know every one of you have a testimony. Uh, and maybe we'll get, we got a few more minutes, so we'll get to some of your testimonies in a minute. Amanda, wh- how'd you meet this guy? Long story. <laughs> um, like he said, we were both in the world together. Um, I was not raised in church. My family didn't attend church. When I was younger, uh, we used to go to Catholic church on holidays, Easter, Christmas, you know, so I didn't know. Uh, I knew there a God exists, didn't have a relationship, didn't know uh, anything about him. Um, so uh, we met because his friends and my friends, we would always end up at the same parties, the same clubs, the same get-togethers and events. And um, for like three years, he like, kind of like stalked me like every time he saw me. And this is back <laughs> when MySpace was he, out. He didn't and, say that about his testimony, yeah, but you were, would, a, a, you were a crook and a stalker. He would, um, stalk me on MySpace, <laughs> and I almost blocked him a couple of times, and I just was not interested in him, you know. Uh-huh. Cause I had my standards. Like, no, I'm. And back then, he used to rap, you know, in the world, and I knew that along came with that was groupies and mm. late night partying, and that's just not what I was looking for, you know, in a guy. So I don't know. One day, um, one of my friends performed at one of their concerts at a club, and he was on stage, and he was, you know, bopping, and I'm down on the stage, and I just started bopping with him, and it was like Cupid was like boom, cause then I it went from oh he's so annoying to. Oh my God, I think I have a crush on him. <laughs> and I didn't know where it came from, what it was. And I was like, oh no, uh uh-uh. uh, not him. Lord, please, not him out of everybody. And I didn't understand it. And, you know, my friend called me and she was like, he really want to take you out to the movies, just go with him. And I was like, no, 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 no. That, that's not what I need in my life. No, he's like what mama told you to stay away from. Don't go near him. So uh, I did. I just went to the movies, you know, and we talked. And then ever since then, it hasn't been a day, you know, that we haven't spent together. And, you know, just to go through briefly, like um, he said, we were, we, were sell- we were selling drugs together. We was partying, drinking, smoking, clubbing, the whole nine. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, we were Bonnie and Clyde for a long time. Um, he rededicated and kind of left me out on my own because, you know, he's like, I'm ready to make a change. And, I'm you know, I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to leave it all alone. I'm like, um on your own with that one mm-hmm. you know so it, you know it um inspired me to see how strong like he was you know he made a, de- a decision and he stuck with it regardless if i was coming with him or not and i respected you know i respect that his love and his fear for god surpasses his love for me you wow. know and i respect that out of him and um you know one day i was just in church with him 
And um, his cousin was going next to me, crying her eyes out and jumping all over the place. And I'm so not theatrical. So I'm just sitting there like, girl, you're on your own. <laughs> and then she was crying and knocking down chairs. And it just put me in an awkward position because everybody's just staring at her. And they're like, you better not let that girl praise them by herself. <laughs> so I was like, listen, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Wait, were you, uh... you know? Were you, so, were you in Alabama? Or no, where, where we know we in Rochester. They talk like that up in Rochester. Old mothers, old mothers oh. of the church, you know. And I just sat there. I like, listen, lady. I don't, I don't do the hopping and the jumping and stuff, you know. So I did. You know, I started clapping my hands and you know tapping my feet, and then I just started crying. Like, oh my God, I realized that where my life ended up. Like I was, I didn't have a job. Like he said, we moved in with his mom. I was, it was to the point where I was so depressed and, you know, I dealt with like suicidal thoughts, all of that. And I would smoke literally about eight to nine blunts a day. Mm. And this, you talking about a MAP student, straight A's, you know, I didn't come from a real bad family or background. It's just the wrong, wrong crowd, wrong friends, you know. So I, I'm a little body with a lot of testimony because I was supposed to be upstate in jail. I uh, had called a charge, attempted murder, everything. So mm. we could be here all day talking about this, mm. about it. But um, I just remember saying, Lord, I I really need help. I don't know what happened to me. Like, what happened in the course of three years that I'm here like this? You know, my mom didn't raise me like this. And I just didn't understand how I let myself get so low and living the life that I was living. And I it was so unnecessary. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to resort to drugs and all that stuff, you know. So I just remember crying like I can't do it by myself because I became literally like an addict. Like I had to smoke. If I didn't, I was like going crazy. I was begging people for money. You know, it was really bad. And I said, I can't break this addiction on my own. And I really, really need your help. So I got this girl over there going crazy next to me. The old mother is ready with their sheets. And I'm just, my eyes are closed. And I'm crying like, I don't know. I just, I need you to take the desire of this world from me. That's that's the only thing I can say. Just take everything from me. Anything that's not like you, take it and just change me. And when I tell you, I felt like my body was on fire. And I ran around that church like a mad woman with my ACGs on, losing my mind. <laughs> and just five minutes ago. Well, you, got, you got to tell the listeners what yeah. your ACGs are. Cause um, ACGs, you know, big boots, sort yeah. of like Timberlands. And um, just, we, just, we have a wide listening audience. I'm, I'm just. Yeah. Uh, you know, so just five minutes ago, I was like, listen, these people are crazy. I ain't running nowhere. I'm going to sit <laughs> down and don't ask me to clap, lift my hands to five minutes later, running around, crying like a little baby. And I couldn't control myself. Mm. And I kept saying, like, oh, my God, girl, you look stupid like sit down and I couldn't like my body f literally felt like I was on fire and from that moment on I never looked back I went mm. I reprogrammed my radio station you know no more and we're in Rochester we listen to 104 you know that's where they play worldly music I immediately changed it we blocked MTV BET VH1 we blocked it off our TV channel so we wouldn't even have that temptation to go there mm. I immediately just cut everything off I said no more smoking no more drinking we stopped sleeping together everything completely cut off and wow. you know we haven't looked back since that day man how long has that been uh we will be celebrating seven years of being together this month as a matter of fact and we've been married for five years wow mm -hmm. that is awesome that's an awesome yeah. story but yeah. you didn't go to colorado with this team no i didn't so that was a testimony in itself because being uh the wife of a minister 
it's it's difficult, you know, especially having small children and then um, everything that goes on around. I get scared. I'm very paranoid. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very scared. And, and my fear is always, all right, Lord, what, do, what are you going to make me go through next? You or know, or to maybe, complete... maybe he's going to get killed. Right, like... right. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, because I always think, like, I know that you have a purpose for us. And my purpose may be one day to be a widow to help another widow, mm-hmm. you know. So that always scares me of thinking, God, what you going to put me through next, you know, to get me to the next level that you're trying to get me to and that scares me mm-hmm. so you know um when i found out he was going to be gone for so long i immediately went into panic mode like oh my god what am i going to do i got two kids and he's going to be gone and so i told him i said i'm going to trust you because i know that this is he's walking in his calling and this is what you're requiring you know of him to do and while he's gone you're going to be doing something for him and while i'm here you know you're going to be working on me preparing me for you know, what's soon to come, because I know that it's a lot of traveling in store, you know. Um, he's going to reach the nation, then it's going to be required uh, of it, for him to leave and me to be, you know, the covering back at home. So, um, yeah, it's I a think with project. that mentality, though, what 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 seems to be God doing something, what it, doing what he needs to do for Will and doing what he needs to do for you mm-hmm. is actually doing something for together. you all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that's making this a powerful union. Uh, yeah. We're going to be in prayer for you, for you, you both. Uh, as you continue to travel, and I know Dave, you go through that too when you're traveling and your wife is at home. And uh, you know, for those of you who feel the Lord's calling you to do this for the rest of your lives, uh, you're going to have to face that, or don't get married. You know. We just heard from Amanda, the wife of D. Will, one of the team members here with Truce. And uh, man, what an awesome time. What an awesome testimony. Um, Kilana, you're the, no, I'm sorry, you're not the youngest. Tierra's the youngest. You're the youngest. Being the youngest, and I'm going to just put you on the spot. Uh, what would you say to the average, to the listener who's listening to this podcast? Uh, there might be some young man, some young woman, some young girl out there who. Uh, walking with the Lord to the best of their ability. Maybe they're 16, maybe they're 61, you know. Uh, but they're walking with the Lord to the best of their ability. They haven't been able to embrace a truce situation, if you know what I mean. Um, and perhaps uh, haven't been able to embrace a uh, a hip-hop 
method of sharing the gospel or, or receiving the gospel for that matter. You've seen it. You've seen it live. You've seen it for yourself right on the streets of Colorado. You've seen people respond to this gospel message. What would you say to the person who hasn't had that experience? If you haven't experienced like hip hop gospel or rock gospel, just look for God in your own way and whatever you like to do. Like I like to write poetry, so you know, just write about God. Just talk to him. Just just think it through. And you have to read through your Bible because God can't speak to you if you're not reading His Word and nothing's inside of you. Mm. Joaquin, well, personally, with me, um, what I see that like God was showing me even through the trip. Because um, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I had no expectations. I just knew God was going to do what he wanted to do. and um, But he was showing me in order to be used, he needs to break you. Mm. You know, you need to be in a place of, I almost want to say the word anguish. Like, like you want, you need to love on these people, you know, these brokenhearted people. And um, you don't have to rap. You don't have to sing. You don't have to dance. You don't have to say anything. This one kid, if I could just share really quick, this one kid um, comes up after me, um, comes to me after the crusade, the concert we did on, on Saturday. Um, the last Saturday we were out there and he goes, Hey man, um, your testimony really blessed me. And he goes, um, you know, it's powerful how God can change you that way. Um, but I don't have a testimony like that. Um, I've been brought up by good parents and I've done, um, I've done very good, but I love Jesus. And there's people in my school that I want to reach, but they're a little too hardcore. I don't know how to reach them. Mm. And I told them, I said, um, and I felt like it was just God speaking through me. I said, Number one, the gospel doesn't need any help. You know, Jesus died on the cross. That's powerful in itself, you know. But if you can ask God to bring you to a place where your heart could break for that person, he can use you in a tremendous way. Because mm-hmm. there was there was testimonies in the crowd that I'm like, I thought I had a, a rough life. Like, these people, it's a, it's incredible what they go through. But, yeah, if you could just be in that place of anguish for people, that place of heartbroken where it's like, God, I, I want to see them saved. He'll use you in any way, any form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only the broken can identify with being broken. Exactly, and uh, and that makes you able to testify about being broke. Right, broken. Yeah, yeah. Sheena, you, you've been. Uh, this is you are one of the veterans in this in this team. Um, and for you, what was different about this trip than any previous? Because you've done a lot of truce. What was different about this one? A lot, but at the same time. Um it's all um, with every truce. It was with every at the end of it. Um, the same purpose that we had was to reach the souls and to basically um, restore hope and um, give people um, a new outlook to see, you know, where we've come from, mm-hmm. where we've all been in that place. We've all been um, down and had our own testimonies that if you can see. Um, us being used by God, that in itself is like something like, wow, like I'm going through this right now or I'm going through something similar or I know someone, if sh- they can do it, then I can do it kind of thing. But with this group, there was an uncanny um, unity that was just um, just was beyond me. Um, it was very different and we have never, um, just to be thrown into Colorado and actually be in the same vicinity and the girls staying in, you know, in, in the same room or just in the same place with the same people for like two weeks. And we've never been around that each, each other mm. for that long, let alone a minute outside of like going to Colorado. Um, 
it was just amazing how God just glued us together. Um, we all have different backgrounds. We all come from different places. We all have different stories. Some are similar um, as far as what we went through. But it was, for me, it was so God-ordained that um, this group that was put together, like Dave said before, the humility, um, I, it's like we all knew that at the end of the day, nothing is ever about us. We had to remove ourselves and put ourselves to the side. So because we put ourselves to the side, we all had the same agenda, same purpose, um, wanted the same things as far as the experience and what how God was going to use us out there. And truth has always been, you know, um, how you say, like, it, it basically was like that. But I think that over time, sometimes, you know, things can happen. It's tragedies. Um, we go through different things and everyone handles those situations differently. And it's like you can say to someone, oh, you know, when you're going through something, it could be death or it could be something that you never would have expected. Um, you can say, oh, as long as you have God, you know, on your side, you can get through that. But when the person goes through it, that is telling someone else that and they didn't expect to go through that. Mm. I think everyone, you know, has their their time or their moment where they experience that. But it's like it will take time for God to like restore them. So it's like hard to transcend that. Like when we're like together doing something together and like all at the same purpose. But it, I don't know. It was just different. I I can't explain it. It's mm. like we all knew that something could happen back at home while we were away. But it was just trusting in God that while he keeps us, that he was going to keep our family, yeah. that he was going to keep our friends and just have us in a place of, um, I don't know, there was such a maturity. I, mm. I don't know. It was just so seasoned and it was just so ripe and right yeah. for us to be together. And, and that's why it was such a testimony to me. It brought restoration to me um, coming back to truth and like it being a, a different group. I've seen so much and, you know, great times, good times. And there was also bad times. But I, I I'm just so thankful and grateful to God for each and every person that was um, that is in this team. Yeah. Good. Dave, you put together a strong team. The Lord used you to orchestrate it directed uh, where's this going <laughs> oh man um yeah you, you know uh, we're all thinking you know that same thing and i think um i really wanted to acknowledge uh nikki cruz outreach um that um functions as the covering mm-hmm. and uh uh the the headquarters for truce and the ministry. And so um, we left and just to kind of, I want to acknowledge Nikki Cruz, Patrick and Alicia Dow, tremendous leadership, um, encouraging um, and just a joy to work with, you know, and and Nikki gave us sort of a closure that said, you know, he said, I've seen a lot of truce groups come and go. He said, he said, we've had some good, some good ones, some bad ones, (laughs) Uh, he With said, that accent, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've had some good ones <laughs> and some bad ones. And, uh, but, um, but, he, but he concluded and said, but there was something really special mm. about this group that came here to Colorado Springs. And so, um, and he pulled me aside too and he shared with me. He said, he said, thank you. Thank you for coming and for serving. And thank you for this wonderful team and this group truce. Um, and in the words of Nikki Cruz, be ready. Mm. 
be ready. And I think that's the uniqueness of this ministry with truce. Um, and I think it keeps it unique in the sense that we're not really making strides or any effort to really be sort of the hip hop group um, to build our own individual platform um, to move on and to tour and in the sense of touring as a music group, uh, but to simply be ready and waiting for the next mission that God has mm-hmm. us, that we would go into places that maybe some people might not ever go. Yeah. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well said guys. Thank you for coming. Rakeem, D. Will, Lewis, Amanda, Tira, Kilanda, Asia, Sheena. We didn't hear from Eugene over there. I don't know what role he plays. Is he like the roadie? What what is is his security? What is that's my, that's my security. Okay. <laughs> D Will security. <laughs> And then, of course, Zion. Now, we saw a lot of pictures. Let me say this before we go. We saw some great pictures. You guys did some really awesome work just keeping us updated on what was happening out there and saw some great pictures. There was weeping in the streets, man. There were just people embracing each other, just weeping after after you ministered, man. And I think that is just powerful. You know, tears don't always indicate something's happening internally. I mean, it's something emotionally happening, but it doesn't always indicate something is happening for on an internal level. Uh, but we have to believe that uh, some wonderful seeds were planted, you know, God's going to send somebody to water those seeds. And then of course he will uh, give the increase the scripture says. And so uh, thank you guys for coming. Thank you for going. And uh, thank you for coming. I'm sure that the neighborhoods in Colorado are not going to be the same. Uh, We have to believe that. Uh, Thank God. We we do praise God for Nikki Cruz and to the whole um, Nikki Cruz Outreach team and of course Pastor Gary for uh, hosting you guys while you were there and then for you coming back here and giving us your time today you can get uh, the Truce CD it'll be on iTunes soon uh, Nikki Cruz presents Truce now is this the one that was record- is recorded on site yeah the the new Truce album is a, it's a short EP it's five songs um, but it's all brand new material that um was recorded by this truce group here, 2012, um, and just some powerful songs. Um, if you have anybody in your family or friends that are that are not saved, I would encourage you to, to get this music for them. Awesome. Got to pick it up. The one in my hand says $8. It's probably should be selling for 12, but it says $8 here. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it's going to be around there. Look for it on iTunes. And of course, we'll put a link to it on our website as soon as it is available. Thank you again. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission. Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online, because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWMPodcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. 
Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSE Music, produced by the director of TSE Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn and Jungbin Kim, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, we celebrate the life and music of the late Mark Hoagie. 